Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. You guys can, you oh, guys yeah. can cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could do just two hours of cheering. We could just yeah. do two hours of yeah, yeah, cat. Welcome three, to yeah, Why not three hours? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I think I've got a lot of the neighborhood dogs barking. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 how you know you got good content, right? That's dogs how you, exactly. They know every time, every every week, Thursday, they know that yeah. <laughs> sounds of hype will come booming out of this house. Dogs hate hype. Resonating yeah. throughout the cul-de-sac. It really mm. hurts them. <laughs> like once you know you're hurting tr- the animals. They're trying to join in. That's what they that's what they're doing. They want to watch yeah. the trailers, but they can't because they're dogs and they don't understand them. Yeah, it's just light and noise. So they, they want they to. They they want to, but uh, it's just it's just not in the cards. Yeah, you know, that's one of the many <laughs> tragedies of dogs. It's the <laughs> yeah. biggest one, in my opinion. We, I mean, I agree. Uh, we were talking about him uh, off off mic here. I was surprised it carried over into the introduction <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, we you mentioned the podcast, so let's go ahead and do that. Hello, oh, everyone. Yeah. Hello! Ah, what another sort of hypecast! Hypecast! Ah, oh, it's a hypecast. show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm the other co-host, David Bell. And I'm guest, Adam Ganser. Guest! Welcome, e- guest. <laughs> Thank you. Yow! <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm ready for a howling good time, Dave. Yeah, yeah are you yeah. healthy? Howling you well? Adam Ganser is what they Am call Am I healthy? <laughs> I'm healthier today than I was yesterday, Dave. That's good. What no, happened? I'm the opposite. Uh, what? <laughs> Thank you for this uh, great every, inquiry every t- into my health. I really appreciate it. Well, no, uh, that's great. Well, uh, you know, this is just a broadcast for all of you uh, chubbalubs out there like me. Uh, hey, eat better and exercise because uh, around 40, you start getting blood tests and it's like, oh, shit, you need to get this <laughs> under control. And I'm oh, doing yeah. that now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I am doing oh, yeah. that now. Yeah. That's no, yeah, I I, oh. I I I lived some hard years in my twenties, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> and in my thirties it's all me desperately trying to buy it back. Yeah. And uh yeah. is yeah. it working? Is it working for no, you? Dave? Well no, every day every day I get weaker. But here's the secret. <laughs> every every day my aura diminishes. 
<laughs> Hannah's just um, eyeing you, waiting till yeah. the day she can arm wrestle your ass to death. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Uh, I'm starting to think about the blood of the young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You guys think there's something there? Maybe. I mean, I know blood boys are definitely the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could see a blood boy, frankly, by the time I'm 45. That's not even long mm-hmm. from now. Yeah, all the wealthiest ghouls have them. Yeah, yeah, if anybody out there wants, um, has like good blood, yeah, uh, send mail it, mail us your blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if anybody's interested in what we're calling an internship at Gans Corp, please apply. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> please apply. We yeah. have uh, plenty of spots. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do not yeah. read the just, listing though. Just apply. No. Just send a pictures of your veins, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> we'll accept an illustration. Uh, yeah. Uh, in in yeah. lieu of a photograph. Yeah, mm-hmm. a cartoon map of your veins mm-hmm. uh, would be extremely <laughs> yeah. useful. A topographical map. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is a uh, sad but true. Mm-hmm. Sad but true. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Metallica—they've all got blood boys. Oh, do they? Of course they do. Course How do you think do. they've been rocking for forty years, Dave? You can't rock oh, that long right. no. without a blood boy or two. Yeah. What do you no, think all, happened to their first the bassist? Mm-hmm. All the all the greats have them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I think that's why Zeppelin will never sell their uh, catalog right. to commercials and stuff because they lose their Blood Boy rights. It's the secret to success. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. their Blood Boy revenue. Yeah. You can't <laughs> hand that over. Yeah, you, yeah. Not if you want the keys to the Palace of Eternal Life. They're yeah. gonna immediately wither like uh, like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark if they start yeah. selling mm-hmm. their selling their music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the second the second you hear cashmere under a commercial for like I don't know sneakers or whatever, just imagine Robert Plant withering. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the picture like a picture of Dorian Gray. Flower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. This is a um, cla- classic us, right? This is a classic us. Yeah, intro, this is right? this is yeah. This is pretty yeah, vintage. We're doing us. it. We're we we're the gang's all here. We are satisfying <laughs> a very specific fan base. Yeah, yeah. About eight people are pretty pumped yeah. about that Thrill. plant reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we should probably get started though. Sure, all right, sure. I'm gonna thank some producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, big thank you to the conveniently placed self destruct button on the top of every baby's head forever. Uh, wow. Yeah, thank you wow. forever. Thanks. Uh, Thank you to Lef. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lef. <laughs> Thank you to, to Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Thank mm. you. Thank you to Ryan, the Silly Money Goose. Mm. Uh, thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Sure does. Thank you. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank mm. you to Mike the Lurker. Mm-hmm. Thank you to DJ Finney. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you yeah, yeah. to thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you to Brockway loves the meat Millie. Yeah, he does. Uh, sure. Thank you to Grumblebee. Mm. Grumblebee, thank you. All right, uh, let thank me you. swoop in here. Thank you to Screaming Horse okay. Pyramid. Thank you thank to you. Look Mom on a podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Thank you. Thank you to Deborah's mm. Awesome. Barbara's Great and Cancer Go to Hell. Thank you. Thank you to yeah. Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Thank you. Thank wow. you to the baby from Eraserhead. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank, Thank you. you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank, oh, yeah. you, Thank you to Davy Francis for the revenge. Mm, and thank you, you to MVB. Now he's he's beautiful. That yeah. I can see. Oh yeah. That's oh, a beautiful yeah. guy. Lots of killer artwork. Dave. Yeah. Dave. 
when you do the thing where you jump do I have around, a movie that deserves more hype. When you when you do the thing where you jump around through the dock with your cursor, uh, your name pops up above the cursor, and it blocks the names I'm trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could knock that the fuck off the next time we well, do this. Working with Dave's like working with a pair of horse blinders. <laughs> just, yeah. just like, well, I don't have full control or sight. I'm just going down this enclave. I hope it's going good for me. Yeah. I recited I like those names mostly from memory. <laughs> I like clicking around. I like clicking. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Let's talk about some trailers. The Man Who Fell to Earth sequel, I believe. To what? I believe uh, to the, the the David Bowie, right? Isn't uh, there a David Bowie, the man who found the earth? There's the man who sold the world. Yeah, that's a Wait, song that was covered who... famously by the Nirvanas. Okay, no, you, you guys are making me so, feel like I'm losing my oh, mind. Oh, you're right. 1976, yeah, the man who fell to earth. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Rip Torn okay. and David Bowie. Sure. And I believe, uh, what's his name, is I think playing the same role, Bill Nighy. Because really? he says, like, well, he says, like, I brought you here to continue my work. Bill Nye's so nice ju- playing the David Bowie part, you mean? That's what I'm guessing. Okay. That's my guess, is that it is, um, let's see, Thomas Jerome Newton is his character's name. Yeah, that's gonna, Bowie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, um, what a wild connection to, for this that this I is also a novel. Is it? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's all sorts of sci-fi. I, I had a really hard time imagining this as a series. Uh, Same. As a movie, I was like, sure, this seems great. I, I, But as a series, I was like, what? I mean, a limited series, I guess I can see, like a 10-episode limited series. But like a season two of this is like, what? You know? Yeah. I, right? Th- it, this must be a limited series, right? I also, would assume, to confirm, Bill man. Nighy is playing David Bowie's role. Okay, cool. Uh, or at least they're playing the same character name. Uh, so that all checks out. Uh, I don't know what the fuck this is about. It's like some sort of alien? Yeah, and I it's mean, about a man who falls to Earth. I don't know, dude. All right. I don't know anything I mean, about it. The trailer, I mean, uh, the trailer looks fine. I like all the actors like Chiwetel Ejiofor and Naomi Harris, obviously. And then there's also Jimmy Simpson's in there. Fucking, um, uh, uh, Lester from the wire is in there. Clark Peters. Ooh. Yeah. And then also Rob Delaney. <laughs> Toward yeah. The end of the trailer, Just Rob Delaney shows up. Hanging out in this too. Yeah. So, and, so like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not to be a complete prick, but this is basically ET, right? Like it's basically well, the ET story, isn't it? I don't know. It feels it, it feels it more like, like it. Day of the Earth stood still. So here's what I'm sick of, and it's not this thing's fault. Is I feel like I've watched like a million now movies where an alien tells us our planet is dying. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, fuck you, man. We know. Yeah, we know. Are you gonna help? Are you gonna help? Maybe doesn't and that doesn't was, hit as uh, it's it's maybe maybe doesn't hit the same way as it did in the '60s when the bo- novel was published, right? And the, are you that gonna new... help? Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna do something? I just that is what I want my protagonist to say, like right at the end of Act One. <laughs> well, what the fuck are you gonna do about it, alien? Yeah, you're <laughs> like an alien I'm on that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the uh, like the yeah the Keanu Day of the Earth stood still, which I just like randomly watched recently. It's mm. the same deal where he's telling us our planet's fucked. Um, there's that one knowing with Nicolas Cage. 
I watched something. Re- it doesn't matter. None I don't of those films are recent, movies. though. So this is like no. There was one I watched recent. And I was tr- trying to figure it out in my head, but doesn't matter. Like this but, doesn't matter. Like on a fundamental oh. level, isn't this the story of an alien who is looking for new resources and needs to get back to his other aliens so he can leave? Isn't that what this really is? I don't know. Yeah. it seems that's, like he's that's what being it like. It, well, it seems like he's being pursued in the trailer. It well, says right. an alien. By okay, the aliens. So a, the plot oh. is an alien who's who arrives on Earth at a turning point in human evolution and must confront his own past to determine our future. You just made me think a very funny version of this, which is like you do. It, it would be funnier if it was like ET, and the other aliens are pursuing him, and then it's revealed like no, he killed his wife. On right, I was going to say right, like right, yeah, right. like ET is yes. like a grizzled ex cop. Yeah, and he has to confront run. confront yeah. his past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it, his past isn't like something mystical. It's just like, yeah, he's a criminal. Yeah. He was like doing like credit card fraud. Yeah, he shot a clerk in a liquor store robbery. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, but, yeah, on Rigel a- 4. <laughs> I, I just figured out what it was, by the way. Peacemaker also does this. Ah. Their, your, your planet is dying. Uh, and And so, I don't know. There's like, it's just a weird, I don't know. I, I'm sick of being reminded of that. I guess by aliens and movies, but this still looks fine. Well, because now I like it no longer feels like an artistic statement. It feels more like somebody cashing in on people's concern about those issues. Right. Right. Like, like this isn't. Yeah. And, and again, you can't really hold it to hold it against this story because this is an older story, uh, even though this is apparently right. a sequel to that story. But like, you like you were pointing out, we've just seen this so many times since 1963. It's just it's hardly, and, and like and even like before that was uh, the day the original day of the Earth stood still. So it's like it has long since outlived any profundity it may have had. It's been like you know half exactly. this, half and a century it, of people like, but what if aliens came and told us our planet was dying? It's like all right, like yeah, we got it. I don't know, right? And and now it's like it's not that like the message isn't. Uh, something that like like I get it. Uh, it's just yeah. It's it's like I don't need to be reminded of this. I think about it every day. Uh, I just want to watch like an alien. For the record, the man who fell to Earth, the original, seems like it's not about our planet dying. It's about him trying to save his die- dying planet. Sure. So it is. It is again. It does make sense for a sequel to the alien to be like, oh no. You guys are also fucked, huh? Well, if he says in the trailer that his homeworld is also dying. Right. Like, it so I don't even like think it, they changed that. You no, know? it. it's more like as a sequel, it's now like, I also have to recognize that your planet is dying. Like, I think the original might not have uh, talked about that aspect. It was just, okay. it was just like, your planet is great. <laughs> My planet's dying. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen it, so... Uh, my only note that has not been touched on is I think the way the aliens look when they're aliens is kind of silly. Uh, a little bit. And I say that because this is t- this is treated with deep seriousness. Oh, yeah. This like, is a very, is very serious trailer. Not a playful seeming... Uh, not a playful seeming trailer. And they look kind of like aliens from basically any comedy where aliens were in it, you know, like they could be that's a, a men really, in black yeah. reject. That's a really good comparison. I'm trying to scroll through to see them again. I remember they looked like demons, right? They looked they like, had like, like kitty cats. Cat eye, they had like cat eyes and sort yeah. of fish faces and stuff, you know? 
but like it is a good comparison where it's like whenever comedy needs like an alien it's not like the first consideration of that comedy usually so they're just like throwing whatever on the actor i would say yeah i do and so like i do really really like uh the way i'm gonna butcher this person's name forgive me it's uh is it chiwetel chiwetel i think i believe chiwetel Chiwetel? chiwetel is playing the alien He's like yes. he's, he's he's murdering the alien. It's I love what he's doing. Yeah, he's uh, great. So it's not a complaint about that. It's just like no, you know, make your alien look cool. You know, the perf- yeah, the performances look good. He's a great. He's not playing the same character, obviously, but like that's a great. So you you have the first one with David Bowie. What do you do? It's like go completely different. Yeah. Um, do someone who's going to do a different thing, and yeah, he does. I don't know. He he seems really like it reminds he me. He seems like he would carry this. Kinda. Yeah, he reminds me uh, a little bit of of uh, Jeff Bridges and Starman. Yeah, sure. the way yeah, he's yeah, deli- sure. delivering his lines. He's he's not sure. as uh, obviously that movie. The tone of that movie is very very different. But it's just the way he's delivering his lines in this trailer reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you um, know, it, it it seems it's it's not like a bad idea i i but i still feel like hey man this is enough this premise doesn't feel like a tv premise to me you know like it, it yeah it's, it's a movie premise yeah and it just doesn't it just doesn't hook me anymore right also the, i'm looking at the aliens now they look like star trek aliens sure they look like they took a human and they could put a couple of pieces of shit on their face right and then they're like we got an alien and it's like Eh, that was like that worked with Star Trek because we all accepted it, but like I don't know, maybe make them look like extremely different. It's just weird. This is a Showtime series, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just weird how you always know. You know what I mean? Like, like there's something about Showtime that they. I, I guess I shouldn't get too crazy about this. I just feel like they they don't quite nail the details in a in the premium way the way that you would expect an HBO series to do it. Here's yeah, here's here's how I'll word it cuz I know what you're talking about. Showtime still feels like television. Yeah. It still feels like old right. television. Yes. Like a little bit. It feels like mid 2000s where it's like uh like yeah, I would say all all the actors are great. I'm sure there's a lot to love in this, but there's something about the aesthetic that just feels like it's 10 years old right you just worry that when you flip over to showtime to see this show you're definitely gonna have to scroll through like a late night section still you know what i mean right. like, like like that's still gonna be on their app <laughs> like they haven't really got to right. where we are i don't know uh this this doesn't convince me they've made the jump yet they did have dexter yeah. they did have dexter you know? <laughs> i never saw that it's fine. it fine yeah it's fine <laughs> it's it's <laughs> It's fun. I only watched some of the new season. That's it. And oh it no, fun. I was I I have not watched the reboot of Dexter, a thing that is completely baffling to me on paper. Uh I'm just talking about the original Dexter, which was a pretty good show with an incredible theme song. But you didn't bring me here to do Dexter chat. Uh, this isn't Dexter. No, this is that's that's, 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 a, that's a later podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that I will do you wanna, be that's pitching. Out, that's coming out next week. <laughs> Do we want to talk about this next trailer? Because this next oh, trailer yeah. is fascinating. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is Hustle, starring Atom Sandler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Co-produced and- by Sandler and LeBron James. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it's yeah. about basketball. It's apparently got Ben Foster in it. Did, was he in the trailer? 
I didn't see him, but uh, I God, believe he's you. He's always sneaking up yes. on you. I'll say yes. He probably uh, he was, was there the somewhere. Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna go verify it, but I'll say I'll sneak a yes in there. Uh, it's Adam hey. Sandler. He's serious because you know he's serious because look at that beard. Yeah, he's serious, but like unless there's a safety brother near him, uh, I just feel like maybe this isn't the project for him to keep trying to bust out his acting chops. Well, you know what I mean. Like he, get a get a safety on him. Safties get him. Yeah, you know he likes basketball. Uh, we know this about Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. and and so I'm guessing this is actually like a fun passion project for him. That's my guess is that he just wanted to make this. I, I mean, I'm, he is a producer after all on it. Uh, it and so it just feels, I, and I don't want to like come out entirely against this. There is absolutely nothing about this other than the names of the people involved that suggest this is anything other than like, uh, the, the most stereotypical basketball. Yeah. Yeah. He's if you guys haven't seen the trailer, Sandler is playing uh, coach or mentor of this up and coming. Uh, I think he's a scout player. or a scout. Okay, yeah, it wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah, uh, according to the synopsis, he's a washed-up basketball scout mm, who sure. f- discovers a f- oh wow discovers a phenomenal street ball player while in Spain. So it's sure I didn't yeah all right. Um, and sees it as an opportunity to get... So he's pushing this guy as like his way to get back into the NBA. Uh, oh, so it's the to, air to up live, there. Yeah, 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 to relive his glory yeah. days. Yeah, or the, yeah, or this, the scout. Or right? the scout with Alfred yeah. Brooks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess my, my reaction to this was just like, oh, good for him. Like, I just think he likes... I just think this is going to, like, you know, make him happy, Adam Sandler. And we all want him to be happy, right? I think he's pretty happy. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I don't need content to exist to make Adam Sandler happy. I appreciate that he <laughs> is challenging himself, but I worry the cynical part of my brain turned on for this and said, this seems like a perfectly placed, uh, let's just cash in on the basketball uh, fans money by we're going to make him a European player to appeal to a different market and he's going to come of age and like be a successful guy and we're going to put LeBron James's name all over this and it's really just a generic basketball story. Right. Right? There there's like there That's was absolutely like. yeah. nothing about this that said it was more than that. I mean you're right the only thing that would make me give this a second glance is the fact that it's it's Sandler and LeBron James are involved. Yeah. I want to tell you about the next thing Sandler's going to be doing Mm -hmm. and why you guys can skip this one. Great. It's called Spaceman. It's from the guy who did Chernobyl, the Chernobyl series. So far so good. It's about a Czech man who becomes an astronaut and it stars Adam Sandler as that man. And then Carrie Mulligan and Paul Dano as um, backup. That's a movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just looking at this yeah. like I don't know what the fuck this is, but I guess I'm gonna watch this. Uh, I'll skip the basketball one. Although, again, good for him. I'm I hope all if, in. I hope people enjoy it. I I I am not like I have. It's the thing where hustle. I'm just like I not for me. I hope it's for somebody. <laughs> I'm all you in know? on middle aged Adam Sandler having the Murray Renaissance that he had in the early 2000s. Yeah, like, I'm all in on that. I think Adam Sandler has a lot of talent at, that hasn't been fully explored. I'm completely in on that. But like, there are really good basketball movies that exist. 
you know what I mean? And that are that sure. are ev- that are about every aspect of this. This is kind of the only basketball movie generally that we get anymore. Yeah, you know, uh, we sort of only get this story, and it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, I I want to see something that's not exactly this, and maybe I've got have it all they, wrong. Have they done one where a dog plays basketball? Mm-hmm. Airbud, bro. Come they on. have, man. They they they've, they've done a few of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then I might yeah. have. I'm out of ideas. Yeah, that's it for Dave. That's all Dave's got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's I'm, all I had. I'm just. I feel like at this point, LeBron James's track record as a movie producer deserves for us to be like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, hey man, is this going to be a cash grab or is this going to? What be else does he produce? Space Space Jam, too. Oh, okay. I was really hoping it was something like a Coen Brothers film or something. Yeah, sure. Like it was just hey, maybe he's done like, more than that. But Space Jam Two alone is like I am now concerned about what gets made, uh, you know, with just plastering LeBron James's name on it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. So sorry. Oh shit! Sorry to be sorry. So I'm looking at LeBron as a producer. <laughs> he is just producing stuff. I didn't know this. Yeah, he's producing the new Friday the Thirteenth movie. That's why he's here, dude. That's why he's a <laughs> Laker. That's literally what the fuck why. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he moved to LA. They're all following. Really? Yeah, they're all following the Kobe br- blueprint, which is like, Holy hey man, shit. let's get into films and like make some money. There's a lot of athletes well, okay. doing that now. No, I get it because like I always think about like okay, I've always heard that tip of like if you fell into a lot of money, something you should do is become a landlord because it's like oh that that makes money. You can become a sinister landlord and like and then you always kind of have a place to live and you always have an income. I like the idea of this tip going around like sports stars of like what you do is you start becoming a producer, (laughs) like that's just like a thing you do. And I just think that's really like having that kind of money to just like passively produce stuff is just i don't know there's something funny about that in my head uh yeah it's just a different kind of investment but yeah 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 Yeah. i mean this is how spielberg got super wealthy yeah you know but by (laughs) by by investing as a producer in movies like not even by directing you know so i mean he made money on directing don't get me wrong but like he made his fortune as i understand it by backing a bunch of successful projects right tell me i'm wrong tomo no, I believe that's oh. correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, it's the same thing where you like look up his uh, IMDb credits and it's just like hundreds of things under producer. Right. LeBron is also producing something called White Dave. Yeah, I saw Do you that. Think, can I sue? Can I sue them? Unless it's a, it might be about you. Are you sure it's, you're not in the movie? Oh, it might be The about fact that me, you would entertain true. that idea that LeBron James would ever make a thing about David Bell. <laughs> Just warms you my don't, heart. You don't, you don't know, know that he's not. I don't know. I also don't know uh, a lot of things. Is there a multiverse <laughs> or not? You know what I mean? Like cosmologically, there's a lot of impossible to know things. This feels safe to me. What Say, if I'm in one of those universes? <laughs> yeah, in one of those universes, LeBron is making a movie about Dave, about yeah. a dog playing basketball. And I'm there watching it because, of course, mm-hmm. I am. You know, why I'm, wouldn't you be? Of course you would. I, why, yeah. Of course I would be. Right. Every yeah. every multiverse, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's check Hustle off our list here. Yeah, right, right off. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's I got a, I got a real uh, Affleck vibe from Sandler in this trailer. If that oh, makes sense. Yeah. There is. Ooh, an yeah. He's kinda, he is a little. He's kind of flecky. He's yeah. kind of doing a Ben Affleck in this trailer. But, but oh, yeah. Ben Affleck kind of doesn't get enough credit for like being pretty good in a lot of these kinds of movies. Yeah, like like oh as, yeah. As much as we all like to joke around about Ben Affleck, 
he does he's like a B minus usually at his worst day. Whereas like I don't yeah. think Adam Sandler is that dependable yet uh, or at all, right? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't it's it's hard to tell with him honestly. Yeah, I mean I I want him I want him to do the Bill Murray thing, but I I just worry that this is not that kind of project. Yeah. Like the, like I got so pumped on Uncut Gems. Like I was so pumped on that movie and on right. him in that movie that I'm like, dude, please Adam Sandler, keep going for it. And this doesn't feel like that to me. So yeah. hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. I hope so too. I usually do. It's one of the one of the, <laughs> yeah. one of the one of the prayers I say before I go to I bed. I wake at up night. to my shrine that's just you I uh, hope Adam in, is a, wrong. in a grave. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's wrong. I've made a little you in a little grave, and I pray to it. Let yeah. this happen. <laughs> it's like a little nativity scene. It's just Adam yeah. in his grave. Yeah, let this happen. That's what I pray every. You got little you got little X's on your eyes. <laughs> um, um, I need to talk about this next sure trailer. Yeah, yeah. This series called The First Lady, yeah. which at first I was like, "Oh, it's a Michelle Obama series," and but no, they they are biting off way do, more than they that. They do three generations of first ladies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think they chose really compelling actresses to do those roles, and I really feel like they were like, who's going to play the presidents, the husbands? And they were like, yeah, just get whoever yeah, we, we can get. It reminds me of... Like, okay, we got Kiefer Sutherland over here. It's like, yeah, give him Roosevelt. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland is shit. FDR, yeah. It reminds me of uh, the movie The Butler with Forrest yeah. Whitaker, where it's like everyone playing the different presidents is just madness in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> This is the same. <laughs> like, obviously, it's not it, like they kind of they 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 kind of accidentally stole the trailer from me. Even though, like, fucking Gillian Anderson is Eleanor Roosevelt. Gillian, I'm like, yeah, uh, absolutely. Viola Davis as Michelle Obama. Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford. Dakota Fanning as uh, Ford. The, the, Susan the, Ford. The little Ford. Yeah, and then yeah. little Ford. Fucking Aaron Eckhart is Gerald Ford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I, what that- are you doing, Aaron? That didn't bother me. That was like the that, cast. I was like, sure, okay, I see that. That actually, yeah, it's he's wearing a tr- some tremendous prosthetics. It's great. Sure, yeah, um, but yeah, so, I, you're right. You're right. Kiefer is the one that really sent me over the moon. It's like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought the same. The, it's um, like no amount of prosthetics is going to remove the Jack Bauer of it all here. Right, That's you not are happening. Kiefer Sutherland. Just yeah. you know, <laughs> sitting him, looking at him, uh, wearing his little his all of his FDR makeup with the with the cigarette holder in his mouth sitting in behind his desk working on presidential papers all i can think about is like you know beneath that fdr costume you are just covered in weird tattoos yeah yeah about (laughs) drinking whiskey yeah bleach that man's mullet let him fly through the air like the vampire he is you know get get the fuck out of here with this let me see that young guns tattoo (laughs) (laughs) uh Uh, they they also have um he's tatted up like a russian gangster (laughs) The actor Ray's Ray R H Y S just just have a normal name Reese Wakefield Reese Wakefield is playing Dick Chasey Ch- Dick Chasey Dick what Cheney the, what the fuck is wrong with you right now Dave I'm just I'm I'm having trouble with words but I'm pretty sure I, I'm looking at this guy I think he's the bad guy in the first Purge which that oh, seems yeah. too young to play Dick Cheney oh I don't know. Eh, it, I'm, it I'm okay with. A, I get it. I'm okay with the rogue Cheney casting. Wouldn't it? Uh, you know? I want him to be like a sexy like. Well, it depends on how well, old like, Cheney to, is, right? And yeah, whatever period they're showing him. Well, it's gonna I be just, from the Barack Obama era, right? Or no, from well, the could be Ford. The George Bush. Oh yeah, it could be. He's Ford. been in. No, he's been in government for a while. 
Right. Man. Well, we'll see. I want I want them I want it to be the Barack Obama era and I want I want like some of these like I want him to just no makeup. They don't Christian bail him. He's just like a young man who they've decided is yeah, Dick Cheney. Young chain. Yeah, off the chain yeah. they call it. It's a whole spin-off off on the him. Chain. Mm-hmm. He uh, skateboards around. Yeah, he yeah. skateboards in and says like, you know, we could probably build missiles for pretty cheap. Uh Yeah. Yeah, he's I got was... a Lockheed Martin wallet chain <laughs> <laughs> connecting to his front uh, his front belt loop. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> hey, so, uh, can I just make one critique of this? I really do like this idea. I feel like they were a little gutless on which first ladies they picked. I was about to say the same thing. It feels like they're jerking themselves off a little bit. Well, they I picked like I, I, feels... I disagree. Well, hold on. So they picked safe people. They picked Michelle Obama, and then they picked. Uh, Gerald Ford's wife, Betty Ford, who Betty has Ford. a story we all know. Her mm-hmm. story is a story we all know. And Eleanor Roosevelt, who's like such a uh, revered figure. And it's like, wait a minute, a show like this, if it's going to be interwoven or cut between seasons or, or I guess episodes or whatever, can we pick slightly more controversial figures? I would have you know enjoyed I mean? Laura Bush, and she just keeps wait, like slamming people with her car but for one real, after another. But for real, for real. Why no, can't we have Nancy Reagan? Or why can't yeah, we have Hillary Yeah, I was about to say, Nancy, I think Nancy Reagan or Hillary would have been interesting. Yeah. I, I, I get why not Hillary, just because it's like, all right, we've had enough Hillary we've, Clinton. We've, yeah, we've had, a, we've had a lot of Reagan stuff lately, too. When have, yeah. we, ever, when have we ever seen Hillary Clinton it, like portrayed in fiction? In well, the, I mean, we're... The g- impeachment, the American yeah, Crime Story the, season three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't watch by, that. So maybe by that was Edie Falco. Ooh. Yeah, oh. I I think yeah. I I agree with you where it does feel like I don't know these are all interesting people and again yeah. everybody who's Agreed. playing them it looks really compelling. I also agree where it, like it's almost like I I hope there's a season two when they start getting really into the shit here. Yeah, uh, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, I think a I season see... a compelling season two would be Nancy Reagan and Hillary Clinton for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Get Dolly Madison in there. You know what I mean? Like let's get some. Yeah. Let's get some first ladies who have a little bit of notoriety and aren't so safe. You know, like uh, I don't know. I like I think it'd be fascinating to watch a story Mary about Todd Nancy Lincoln. Reagan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. duh. You know, like obviously that one's interesting. So I don't know. I just yeah, feel like yeah. This was she she a went uh, she went crackers trying to do seances to contact her dead children. It's a really fucking yeah. buck wild story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> in her no, defense, but... kind of a lot of shit happened. It deserves mm-hmm. to be told, you yeah. know? Uh, anyway, I yeah. Not that I don't like... I, it's not that I don't like who they picked. It's just that I think that this... It just doesn't seem like they were, like, picking people who would be in any way controversial. I see I what you're like saying. they picked really safe people. You're, you're, they, pick, they picked the obvious people, too. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. Although I, I I do agree that Nancy Reagan seems like an obvious choice because of the whole just say no shit and then, you know, the Reagan 80s, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Here's my other question, though. Um, so this is just it's it, what's also wild to me is this is all one season. Like they're not doing one first lady a season. So how are like how are they going to balance all this? Yeah, is every episode going to like I assume, be skipping back and forth? I probably and I remember reading about this when they were casting it. So I assume the intent of the story is about like the generations of women who've passed through the White House, particularly in the 20th century, right? Uh, or like 21st the, century it, rather for Michelle Obama. 
it'll probably follow a similar thread there'll, there'll for each of them. There'll be a connective theme or, or story or, or idea that each uh, storyline is, is, is relating to. That's what I expect. Or right. it, could be, it could be Westworld styled where you're like, <laughs> you expect them all to be in different time periods. And it's like, nope, first lady universe, baby. That's what They're I was going to say. Together. What if it's a mystery box? What if it's like <laughs> the first episode ends with Roosevelt going into a room and there's like a glowing cube. And that's like, <laughs> yep, he has the cosmic them cube. All together. Yeah. <sighs> that would be, see that now that's a show. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. The first ladies through time. (laughs) I know that's that's irreverent because I understand that these stories kind of do need to be dignified and like, and uh, well told because we don't hear them. So I get that. I get that. But also first lady universe uh, where they're all in the same time period really thrills me. Well, so here's, here's how you can think of it. This opens that up. Because you're right, the first the first go around has to be dignified and to actually cover it for the reasons you're saying, which is like, we don't tell these stories nearly as much. Uh, and then after that, time travel, right? The next, the next First Lady series someone wants to do can have time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Lady Bird Johnson yeah. at the helm. Yeah. That'll Just, be yeah. the one, that, that'll be the one S- we pitch. Steering people through wormholes. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the one we pitch. So right. let's get drafting. <laughs> let's go. Let's, I got an outline uh, ready to go. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually uh, just before we move on. I'm actually really interested in watching this show. So. Me, me too. Oh, no, no, me too. absolutely. Forgive me. I I don't mean to make fun of the show like it's bad. Uh, I, yeah. Just you know, we do jokes here, but uh, yeah, but of course, I, yeah. I we do, do want jokes. it this to is... be more than it seems to be currently i, I don't know this is this this the straightforward like historical dramas are really appeal to me uh particularly when they're like quote unquote modern like this uh so here's, i don't know this is uh, just like catnip for me yeah see here's what it's the sorkin of it all for me which isn't to say this is made by sorkin or will be like sorkin but uh for me like any across the board any any depiction of a historical president or uh, politics or White House or whatever that's like in this really like glorifying light always bothers me a little. Like it always feels like they're pulling their punches right away, which isn't to say that's what this is. It's just the trailer makes it seem like it might be. Maybe that's why I wanted it to be Nancy Reagan and Hillary. Yeah, it's it's the reverence. You have to take a stand with those two. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the reverence that they always treat it with that's like, I don't know, it always kind of rubs me the wrong way, and maybe that's just because I don't completely, uh, you know, like our government. Uh, and yeah. so that that I think that's what it is for me. And what's funny is that the moment you do a fictional president, played by Michael Douglas, perhaps, or Kevin Klein, then I'm all for it. Then I'm like, God bless America. But it's just the fact that it's like these real people who did real things and we're going to depict them as like nothing but good. Uh, Kind of always, again, rubs me the wrong way. That said, the story they're telling here about the first ladies makes it more compelling and makes it like you're saying, Tom, like something I want to watch. Like if they were doing the same thing with the presidents, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. 
like I mean they you know would, does they that wouldn't. make sense? Yeah, they would. They would in this era. But yes, yeah. I, I understand, Dave. Your heart has a mohawk and a spiked collar. I get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what story they're telling about first ladies other than here's what it's been like being a first lady with three of the most uh right. notable likable ones, yeah. or dramatic. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm guessing it really sucks. Being right? a first lady, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, probably I'm not guessing fun. It's yeah. a lot of pressure. It's not, yeah. it's not sure. fun. Yeah. What yeah. If, well, okay, honestly, and I swear to God, this is a real question. I'm not being a dick. What if next season they're like, okay, here's the three, and they pick, like, you know, I'll say Dolly Madison again because it's safe. Dolly Madison, Nancy Reagan, Melania. Are you in or are you out on that, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, f- out on really that. okay depending on how they do that that would be amazing if okay. it's just her having like panic attacks in bathrooms like if it's just like man that must have been i i'd be i maybe we're too close to it but that's part of it for me for it sure could, yeah it could be that i kind of i honestly out of once once the dust settles she's like one of the few people where i'm like i kind of want to know her story i kind <laughs> of am with you yeah uh, like yeah i'm kind of with you on that but i agree it's too close but yeah, I mean, she's kind of a ghoul herself, if you read up oh, on of course. shit of course. that she has said <laughs> she in the be- past. Yeah. Of course she's a ghoul. How could she not of course, be a Yeah, ghoul? you would have to be. Yeah, yeah to, they're to all ma- ghouls. To make that bargain, yeah. Yeah, but it's still the most compelling story to come out of that, in my opinion. Um, unless, which is, unless you want to yeah. do something about, she, unless you she, do something about Baron, Baron Trump. <laughs> that must be a Baron nightmare. seems yet, like the most innocent, right? And yet I don't. And yet I yeah. don't want to do that. So yeah. I don't know. I we think, probably shouldn't yeah. do that. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like Baron, it's it's like he's got to make the first move. Otherwise, he is off my radar forever. Oh, yeah. You I, know what I, I mean? Yeah, I regularly forget. He, I forgot about Melania yeah. until you just brought her up. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. His, yeah. His, for, you know, luckily they are sort of pushed out of mind for me at least just by the you know mm-hmm. the, the 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 bigness of of trump's uh shitty dumpy self oh yeah but like baron and tiffany i wish them both well sure i sure, wish them yeah, a quiet sure. happy life sure. just don't you know just stay just stay in the shadows yeah that's just, my advice I, I, for them who I'll, are definitely listening there is a there is a sopranos version of melania's first lady story you know what <laughs> i mean like that exi- that is a possible thing that could exist Mm-hmm. Uh, not justifying anything she said or did, but I think there. I think we would watch it. I think people would watch it. Some, yeah. I think yeah. give it ten years and a little bit yeah. of time. And I think people yeah. would watch it. Yeah, in a little yeah. bit of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about pieces of her. This is the next one. This is another series. This is like John Wick, Tony Collette. Is it a series or is it a film? It's, it's a series. It's a series. Okay. Yeah. It's ba- I know. I all I know about it is it's based on a book. Um, and it's got Tony Collette fucking being stone cold murdering people yeah this is one of those things where i'm like oh god i want this so bad me and too I didn't realize it yeah this anytime I, I, I was thrilled by this trailer yeah really anytime it. i've got i mean always i've always liked tony collette but like within the last couple of years every time i see her in a trailer now i'm like oh shit we got a movie yeah, she's now been killing yeah. it killing it she picks yeah. really well she, she does good projects yeah uh and she picks good parts for those projects so yeah 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 she whips ass she's a great <laughs> fucking does. actor you know and yeah. this is apparently so the, the for people who haven't watched it it's like a daughter and her mom go to the mall or somewhere yeah 
uh, the mall and some someone fucking robs something or whatever. And she just goes John Wick on the guy, it seems. And so this girl is like, oh, I think my mom can like kill people. Right. It's a little bit, a <laughs> little bit of long kiss goodnight thrown in there where it's like, yeah, I yeah. believe my mom is like a sleeper agent or, yeah. like, or could, like, or like nobody like the, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this could year. be a sequel to the long kiss goodnight. Like this could be like the, her little girl has grown up a bit, forgotten yep. what happened with yeah, that's her true. and the guy from scary movie. <laughs> her and, and Craig uh, Bierko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like it, 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 yeah, it's definitely framed that way, and that's as much as it tells us, I think. Yeah, yeah. The movie, the story, appears to be about the daughter starting to sort of unravel this mystery that's wrapped around who her mom actually is. Yeah. And can I also say this particular trailer is obsessed with like hand cannon magnum style revolvers. Oh hell like, yeah. yeah! Like nobody has a regular gun in no. this franchise. They all have like something out of Destiny, like a space revolver. I know. It, yeah, it, you know, it's it, like it, what the fuck. <laughs> it made me think of it. Made me think of the uh, motion picture eraser. Yeah. End of like yeah. you know ac- action movies of the eighties and nineties where like everybody had the stupidest gun with like nineteen different things attached to it. Everybody looked like a jackass with like a Nintendo zapper, um, right. and it was incredible. Yeah, this, yeah, that's how that's how it should be. This yeah. is a gun you would use to blow a hole in your drywall. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like this is not this is not a tactical pistol. Uh, no, you want grizzly bears with that. <laughs> right, right. This is the one they give you at the end of the first person shooter, where you kill a boss with a headshot. Like that's what this shit is. Yeah, that's the rocket getting thrown out of the helicopter for you in Resident Evil. <laughs> right. right, exactly. Catch it in my teeth and fucking blow some tyrants away. Yeah, yeah, mm. this is yeah, this is the one you buy at the end of Resident Evil Four. Uh, I totally agree. It, it just makes me laugh that like, you know, we're all so used to guns and stuff that like a regular gun's not scary enough. It's got to be this right. m- this metal colossus. Right. Know? Remember like old detectives where they have the like snub nose little snub piece noses, of shit. Yeah. 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 And we yeah. think they're all assholes like, now. We're like, look at that yeah, yeah. jerk. He's not going to get anything done, even though that yeah. gun can Solve kill you just as dead. Yeah. <laughs> How's he solving a crime with that snub nose? Yeah, look at that little piece of <laughs> shit. I don't take you. I don't respect you. <laughs> it's, it's completely give me, stupid. Give me, give me a gun with a laser sight attached to each side of it. <laughs> so it looks like, like fucking Predator is aiming at people. That yeah. revolver could blast open a bank vault. Like, it is <laughs> fucking stupid yeah. how big it is. Anyway. I love it. I love it. <laughs> me too. Uh, long live Tony Collette into it yeah of course yeah this uh this trailer reminded me of something i've been wanting to do for a while is to secretly learn how to break dance like expertly <laughs> mm-hmm. so that i could like exist for like 30 years like imagine if we were at the mall and music started and i just started break dancing perfectly mm-hmm. like I that can, would be amazing i can thoroughly imagine like in may we're all like, hey, we haven't seen each other in like a year, guys. Let's go to the movies. And Dave shows up and then a song plays and he's like, he just jumps into a spin and we're all like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that would be incredible. Whip out a, a cardboard platform from underneath your shirt. Yeah. Just throw yeah. it down on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And start and doing you're... sick like flares and flips and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're zipping around like, I don't know, one of those Ninja Turtles would do in a Turtles movie, you know, like just right. really crushing it. 
I got to say right. though, Dave, I think unless you've already started, I think your window of opportunity to get really good at breakdancing <laughs> has probably passed. That, that's the problem. It's like a 10 year prank. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have to like, because also, I wouldn't want to just be mediocre. I'd want to be like amazing at it. It requires like the joints of a person yeah. in their 20s. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> like, let me tell you how much I would love it, though. Like, I would like if Dave was like, I'm going to do this. Dave like slims down, but he wears a suit to disguise that. Right. And he's like getting it super like and it just one day springs the whole fucking thing on us. Man. Oh, man. I'll shake your hand that day, Dave. That's I wouldn't want to slim down though because that, right. that like I I I want it I want it all Dave <laughs> I want it all the Dave mm-hmm. doing it maximum Dave that would be uh, that would, that's your that's your b boy name maximum Dave maximum, maximum Dave, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that is uh, it's a good idea it's a good idea the, that I'll never best do idea yeah yeah thank God for the multiverse where there's a Dave that does it there mm-hmm. is a Dave somewhere out there surely that must bring you some comfort though. Knowing that yes, somewhere that out there amongst the various time streams, there is Maximum um, Dave. He's doing flares and flips and, and grindage. Yeah, spinning at an incredible speed. Watching like, LeBron James' dog playing basketball movie. I'm not entirely, like, it, it, like in the infinite universes out there, I think I'd be less... I'd be, I'd be more surprised to know that one of them is a breakdancer than that none of them are breakdancers. Like, that's more likely, right? In the infinite multiverse, none of me became no, an expert breakdancer. that's break dancer. the point of the multiverse, is every possibility exists somewhere. Right, I still right. don't believe it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> still <laughs> doesn't faced, seem realistic. When faced that's with true. infinite certainty that it would yes. definitely exist, Dave's like, I don't nah. think, I <laughs> don't think that it actually, would be one of them. Those parameters are actually giving me pause now, too. Yeah, right. like when you think about it, it's like infinite possibilities for Dave, mm-hmm. not for the unit. You know what I mean? Right, Where not it's for like, like reality, but yes. like Dave. Yes, uh-huh. that's I, I don't true. think any of those involve me being an expert breakdancer. I understand I that you are a set of parameters, Dave. Believe me, I keenly understand that reality. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just think that you're thinking too limited about this logic puzzle we've created that I'd like to spend sure. 15 minutes on. Which is right. could you break dance in the multiverse? The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, you would. Right. I, and are. I I could be a Dinobot somewhere well, in the I'm multiverse. Glad, yeah, and are and yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I g I'm glad we believe in each other. Yeah. If anything's excluded from the multiverse, it's not a multiverse. That's the it's thing true. I think you really have to understand. If the multiverse exists, then everything has happened. Right. That's it has to Sure. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about uh that dirty black bag. Ah, uh, fucking Wild West eight heads in a duffel bag. I yeah. am kinda pumped for this series. Yeah. Oh really? It's got little finger okay. in it. Yeah, it looks it's got it looks finger. it looks like schlock, like absolute schlock. Uh but I'm into it. I'm into like the grimy, hyper violent western that it's that it's presenting itself to be. Right. I think I it's wanted got- it to be a little more on the nose about being that than it is. It felt, a, I mean, it felt a little self-aware, but not like winking at the camera. Right. I think I wanted machete. Like I, like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I think I wanted it to be in, like, there was a moment where he takes out the hatchet, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's, like, if we're going to get that out of this series, like, now we're getting into comic book Western and I'm in. Mm-hmm. But so if it's going like... to be constrained, I don't know if I'm into it. So the, the, uh, 
<laughs> the description is very funny to me. It's on IMDb. The description is a raw, epic, and romantic spaghetti western series about the dark side of the far west. And it was like, well, of course. Like, when has there ever been a movie about? the west being just fine right like none of none of them right? yeah oklahoma yeah, yeah. yeah. seven yeah, brides yeah, yeah. for seven that's brothers true. that's about yeah. it yeah it's yeah, all otherwise yeah. it's like yeah that's that's you're literally describing every western well a guy hangs himself that's, in oklahoma though doesn't he i mean I don't know. I've, I've never seen it i just know that like, so it really not, cheers me up yeah so also it, i like that they're like this is the dark side and it's like wait did people like go around with heads in bags like is this a common yeah. thing yeah did I mean, I don't know. No. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to real quick. What we glean from the trailer is that there's this dude who's who's uh, traipsing through the West, collecting heads on his quest for vengeance. Yeah. He's he's searching for a guy that has a specific Bowie knife or Bowie knife with a uh, or is it Bowie anyway? Uh, with an eye carved into a distinctive eye carved into the handle that right. looks like some sort of like cult shit, which I'm into that as well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of violence and colorful characters that surround this man's quest. Yeah. I'm, um, I am mixed on this, but I'm definitely curious about it because it is, the trailer is a little weird. It's the trailer's well done. Cause it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah, it, that is, a, it is well an accurate yeah. description. Yeah, but it's more of only... like, I, I can't quite nail down the tone. I'm yes. very curious about Agreed. it. Um, I think the only way it's got Littlefinger and it's got Howard Stark in it, so that's something. I think the only way for this series to stand out and be like, I'm into this, is for it to be a lot. Yeah, you know, like like I, like this thing needs to be like Preacher or something. You know, yeah. like like have you, mm-hmm. read, have you read that comic book Preacher? Uh, I, I know of it. Okay, yeah, like it. I think it. I do think it needs to go that far because I think we've seen like I've seen realistic grim westerns that are more hardcore than this seems like it's gonna be right you know like so i'm like no no no. let's let's go weigh in on native american guy with gun arms you know what i mean like let's You're let's right, go right, right. With further in that direction because that's the way to get this to be fun right westerns are all kind of bullshit so it's like why not yeah, yeah. there should be a giant mechanical spider in this <laughs> you know yeah yeah um, for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Kenneth Branagh with also spider legs. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh with that color hair forever. Yeah. That dyed black that has never existed in humankind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the, the I would call it family-friendly racism in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like he has to be racist, but it's like, you know, we need kids to come and see this. In a PG-13 four-quadrant blockbuster yeah. sort of way. Yeah. That is an insane <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's yeah. amazing. Does, do uh, I remember? Do I remember his hair correctly? Is it basically Interview with a Vampire hair? Yeah, kind of. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, it looks. It looks like a doll's hair. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. so. It's so black and so fake sitting on his head. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Interview with a Vampire is very important film for both its homoeroticism and it's like the benchmark for stupid hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. anytime, like you, anytime a movie tries to put a wig on you, and it's like, oh, it's interviewed a vampire level. I'm, oh, it's yeah. like, nah, man, <laughs> this is working. This is not working. <laughs> That's my line. I oh. needed to look like my scalp is two inches above my skull. So, uh, <laughs> g- give me one of those wigs. You know what? <laughs> give me a wig you know that just wild? sits on my head. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I I have met someone with Kenneth Branagh's haircut in Wild Wild West. Like sure. the beard, the beard and everything. Yeah. Like the weird like the weird Hunger Games beard. It's a uh, it's it yeah. It exists. It's, it's a out commitment. There. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like yeah. Tom Savini. I mean, yeah. in the multiverse, there is a version where you have that hair, Dave. Mm-hmm. Oh man! You and know? your breakdancing. Be... Both of yeah. those possibilities will eventually it collide exists. within the multiverse. <laughs> it exists. Spider. I have Dave. that hair as a Dinobot in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. In in most in most of the multiverses, like that's at least that's one. your main look. Oh yeah. yeah, right. That's my primary. That's right, your yeah. main look. You're mostly yeah. that. <laughs> that's my Keystone <laughs> this is, form. This is the, yeah. This, this is, is the only tongue. universe where you yeah. don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is the only one where I don't have that hair, and I'm not a cybernetic dinosaur. I'm still thrilled about that guy who used to be a producer of this podcast that was the guy you know that's just Blonde Tom. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's from the multiverse. That's what's going on here. <laughs> like, Multiverse Tom is paying for his own podcast. I dig that shit. Hell, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm, I like this. <laughs> I like what we're doing today. <laughs> I like I like us. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about this last trailer. Hell, yes. Mm. This, is, this was like... This was I don't I don't know how to describe this. It's like meeting your soulmate that you didn't even know was out there. It's called The Pirates, The Last Royal Treasure. Too many thes. It's um Netflix? Yeah. Right? It's a Korean film. It's Korean. Yeah. Um because they've just been killing it lately. They're Is making it the film? best stuff right now. I think it's a series. Is it? Yeah, it's a series. I don't series, know. I'm I looking think. it up. I think it's a series. It it feels too it's big a to be. One no, movie. it's a film. Holy no, shit, it's a film. really? Yeah. Wow. And it is out of its goddamn mind, and I'm so excited. Uh I think it's it, it, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean basically. It, yeah, it feels like it's it feels like it's actually like an evolution of Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, it's yeah. a more it, it appears to be a more comedic Pirates of the Caribbean, but still with like the same action sensibilities, like it still has the same kind of action. Yeah, but a little I, bit yeah, more, yeah. a little bit sillier. I think well, it might I think not the action, be sillier. It might just—they're showing the same. us a lot. They're—they're they're showing us a lot of silly beats in the trailer. But yeah, that's yeah. Fair. The action is also a lot um, cooler. I would say it's a little more. It, it reminds me of actually. I've been watching All of Us Are Dead, and it's kind of that too, where it's a little more dynamic. It's a little more flipping through the air. They're kind of like squirrels. They're like squirrels running around. Does that make sense? Where like it feels. A little different sensibilities than uh, uh, action movies in America, where it's like, oh, it's it's just I, I don't know I just like it better. Does that make sense? I mean, a little bit. I I think that it looks more. I, there's a chance this is kind of just another parts of the Caribbean without actually taking all the IPs from that, and just it was made by a Korean team. Like there's a chance it's kind of just a continuation of that tradition, if you will, and it's just yeah. been it's been so long, and it's being done by a different culture, so it seems sillier and more actiony. But it's actually like, oh no, our pirates are just like that; they're just making a version that's like what we were doing. Like that's possible. Right. That's a possible out. Like what this is. Yeah, it's only like a, the trailer is not very long. I think it's less than two minutes. But that According said, the... I'm thrilled by this. Like I'm really into yeah. it. Yeah, it looks delightful. Yeah. According to the synopsis, they're searching for a seal that disappeared in a whale attack. And I think they don't mean like a seal like the animal, but I want them to mean that. But I think they mean like like an ancient like some sort of 
I would Seal. be willing to bet that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's a. Uh, the the director has done like a couple comedies before this, so it, I think it is going to be a little more. It's probably going to be a little more comedic leaning. It is a comedy. Is my guess. It's, it yeah. makes no bones about that. Uh, like I'm trying to think, did we ever make a pirate movie aside from like uh, whatever that one, the Somali pirate movie with uh, Tom Hanks, the name of which oh, out, Captain out of Phillips. Yeah, Captain, Captain Phillips. Phillips. Did we ever make a pirate movie that wasn't? sort of a funny romp adventure like isn't that how we always do this subject we tend to go real swashbuckly yeah i didn't see the stars series black sails uh i, I think that Nor was will we. a little more serious in tone uh but no i think i think you're right most pirate movies that i can think of uh, from america are lean more toward like the whimsical swashbuckling tone well, um, there's the Phantom. They also pirates. tend to fail when they're not pirates of the Caribbean. Or Three Musketeers, yeah. right? Like, th- which counts as pirates, right? Like that counts. It's definitely swashbuckling, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess all I'm saying is, and I'm not trying to like bust anybody's uh, thrill about this, is that like it's actually been long enough, and it's being done by a different enough team that I am excited to see what could just be another Pirates of the Caribbean type movie. Sure. Yeah. You know, no, yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. What happened with those is we got sick of them because they every new one felt like a parody of itself, like right, a, like multiplicity where he keeps copying himself and every copy gets dumber. Like it, it felt like that. Whereas by the last one, it was like, oh my god, who cares? And it they they just did more and more CGI set pieces. You know, it was like the first one was like a stunt swashbuckling movie, and then. By the last one, it was just like, what are we even doing? You know, like you told a trilogy and then you kept tacking on, you know, it's the Harry Potter thing where it's like they made three and they're like, that's the movie. But wait, let's make another Uh, and let's do another. And it was like, you're done. Leave the stage. Like, we're done with you. You you made you did your thing. They didn't exactly stick the landing with that third one either. No, it's no, No, they did not. (laughs) The third one is bad. It's a comparison I think I've made before where it's like, yeah, it's a band and they do the encore song and then they're like, and we're going to play for another two hours. And everybody's like, ah, we want to go home. Uh, Like they just they overstayed their welcome. Um, But I don't think there's anything wrong with the the concept of them. Well, I'll say it's just like we were done with those characters. I'm going to come to the point. I'm going to come in a little hot against that and say I don't disagree that they did too many. The problem is that Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't have a, a central lore or story that makes it deserve to have more than one movie. Right. Well, they like, did. See, that was the thing is the first one was like standalone. And then they did that. They did sort of the Matrix thing where they yeah. were like, we're going to make two more. And we're and they were smart enough to tie it all together. Sure. And tell a complete story. It's just that and we then they started doing. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't need that. And then and then because the whole premise of it was basically how can we profit off of this uh ride at Disneyland that's actually old and outdated. Uh so they had no reason not to keep profiting off of it even though it it trashed the IP. Right. Because they didn't became, care. And why should they? Right. You know? It also became the Johnny Depp show yeah. right. which like in the first one he's just like he's not supposed to be the main character. 
but then everybody else was like bouncing. So like they they didn't have what's his face and what's her face. Uh, by the time they got to the fifth one, and it was just like, what are we doing? Right. It's like they. It's like if they kept making Karate Kid movies, and then like they made them ultimately about Mr. Miyagi. Right. It's like, and it's well, like, he no, yeah. he's the mentor kind of fun figure, not the, not the hero. Right. Uh, so yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with like going back to this trailer. Like that's why I'm like, oh, I love this because it's like I like the model. Yeah, I've, well, I've really, I really, like I really like the nuts. first two pirates movies. M- me too. I'm hoping that they have. I don't even like, mind the third one, to be honest. I'm hoping they have like a more solid tale to tell here. That's my hope. Is like, oh, at the bottom of this mythic story is like an old folk tale or something that like is grounded enough that I'm intrigued by it, even if oh. it's like. Even if it's something as broad as like we're adapting Sir Gowan and the Green Knight, you know what I mean? Which uh, that pr- they proved that was fun and interesting. Um, right. Even if it's just that, it's like okay, well, that's more of a basis to do this kind of movie. Well, not uh, a ride, you know. I'm sorry to tell you that it's a seal stuck in a whale, apparently. Oh well, right. but so, even so, that doesn't mean it's not an old folk tale. I'm just gonna believe it's a folk tale, Dave. That's what I need to believe. So I'm gonna. That's fine. I'm gonna believe that. That's fine. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm still no, into I, it. I, I'm still going to watch the shit out of it. I'm into it. God, I'm just looking at screen grabs of the last Pirates of the Caribbean. What a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly. Yeah. I need to watch that again. Like, that could have just been made to sell high-def televisions, honestly. <laughs> like they yes. might not have even had a different it, goal That's what that. it is. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, like the, it's like the thing that you play on a TV in the store. Yeah. In a Best Buy. That's literally who it was made for, is Best Buy television. Yeah, uh, starring Javier Bardem, which is wild. But they, yeah, doing his best. Doing his best. Yeah. It's a shame. That was uh, a great character. Jack Sparrow, you know, you can't take that away. It was a great character. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of work put into yeah. that character. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it just, you know. Oh, there. Whatever. this is a sequel, by the way. A spiritual sequel of the 2014 <gasps> The Pirates. So there Ooh. is already a The Pirates film Ooh. that exists. Isn't there, isn't, what is the one? I think it's just Pirates is the one that at the time was the most expensive porno. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's not what this is, Dave. <laughs> okay. Just, and I feel like, just I feel to reassure like it's you. since. Yeah. I feel like Pirates. I'm guessing it's since been. It was $1 million. Uh, do you think anybody. Do you think it still holds the record? I don't know, man. For porn? Yeah, for I mean, most expensive porn. Is, is literally anybody making expensive porn now? Does yeah, that you're exist? Right. It, it does not. It's You're right. It, it goes the other way. Yeah, I was about to say it doesn't, doesn't it? seem like they would spend more oh, money on porn nope. now. Nope. The sequel, Pirates 2, was made for $8 million. That That is wild. The sequel porn film, Pirates 2. Yep. Stagnetti's Revenge. Oh, hell yeah. Pirates 2. Uh, $8 million film. Sure. I hope they got their money back. Me too. Yeah. I want good things for, for, for that, for that crew. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I'm de- I definitely don't wish a mill, you know, definitely. No. Don't. Uh, definitely. I, I don't have a lot of investment in that, uh, venture, but good luck to them. Right. Him, you know, good luck to them. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck Let's to move them. on. For sure. All right, fine. Sh- we have to talk sure? about news stories. Pretty sure. Yeah, are you- Pretty sure. <laughs> you move Do you on want me that? to read the synopsis to Pirates 2? <laughs> nope. 
<laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we got we got some producers to thank. Big thank you to Chester's Profit. Thank mm. you very much. Thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you to Bob oh, yeah. Grenville. Mm. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you to ask uh, that. Thank you to Happy Ed two oh nine. There you, very you much. go. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Tiger Joyce Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you to Manischewitz Maltov says the spice must flow, comrades. Thank you. Thank you to ETV yeah. Extravagant Tresticle. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Pete Four Pagel. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Glitterous CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank Making you. a pre-order Jason Parge's new book. Pre-orders are super important. That's true. <laughs> it's Thank nice you. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the news stories. Yeah. All right. So the Oscars is, man, they don't, they don't understand what they're doing. So in the interest of ratings, I assume, yeah. they are eliminating eight award. Not, they're, uh, they're not. They're not uh, televising them. Televising eight awards. It's documentary short film editing, makeup slash hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live action short, short and sound. So someone, I forget who on Twitter summed this up to me, for me, which is like, they're losing everybody. Like their, their ratings aren't good with mainstream audiences. And they were like, for some reason that was important to them. And now they're like alienating the film nerds, it feels like. So they're just making it, and uh, they're just making it not I, interesting for anybody. I will say uh, that this is pointing out how little the Oscars matter and how nobody should care about them. Yeah. Like, it's they're just an industry award. Like, that's all it is. It's an industry. They are. It's, it's the J.D. Power Awards of the movies. Right. Uh, they- so the idea that it needs to be this huge televised event that everybody sits around and watches is absurd. Uh, and the the more that they chase that dragon and cutting away the awards that they televise, it just becomes more and more apparent. It's like, this isn't for anyone except the people who are getting the awards. Like, why do we give a shit? Right. I, it's, it's I think they, they should really think about no longer making it a live broadcast. Yeah. Yes. They should ask themselves, are we in a, a trade award or are we a TV show? Yeah. Because we seem, they seem to be in this limbo. They know where they a TV can't show. decide. They know they're yeah. a TV show, and, they, and they've known that for a long time, right? Uh, and so their ratings are down, so they're thinking of it like a TV show, right? And they're saying, "Well, let's cut these characters, essentially. Like, let's cut out this stuff and go straight to the." But here's the thing: if they think of themselves as a TV show. Why the hell are they nominating the movies that they're nominating them? Because that's how they fund how those p- movies' existence. Yeah, that's how right. they're... I, I don't... I, I hate that argument. Like, why are they nominating movies that people haven't heard of? Because a lot of people do pay attention to the Oscar nominations, and that's, in some ways, that's the only way a lot of people will hear about these movies. And watch them. Absolutely. It's yeah. a money-making uh, enterprise uh, absolutely, for Absolutely, but it, it's, then it's like, again, which are you then? Yeah, because if you're a TV show and you're trying to get the best ratings, then nominate fucking Spider Man, all this, all the super. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, but, but I think the, it, so wait, it's wait. it's one or the other, and I I agree with you guys that it should be where we're signal boosting these films. Um, still amazing that 
Green Knight didn't get anything. But no, um, I think it's a really targeted. I think it's a targeted broadcast that for a very long time was dependable. It, it was a, right. it was dependably high rated. Everyone knew it was long, but we didn't care because it was it was a celebration of movies that we either already knew or already cared about, and it generated revenue for those movies. But that's mm-hmm. no longer true because of the film market. And so now what they're trying to do is they're trying to make Twitter happy a little bit, which is a mistake. And they're trying to uh, they're trying to make it still a mass appeal broadcast uh, in like event because it, it's still a money maker for that. They can still monetize that on advertisement, and it's necessary for movies like you know uh, Pig to get nominated for stuff so that uh, people watch it, so that they can keep making movies like that. So it does make sense. It's just that it's not working. Uh, right, it's not working because it depends on a culture that's universally interested in ho- what Hollywood does, and we're not anymore. You know, right? Like, I was about it. to say it, this is a bit of like no, the chi- it's the children who are w- wrong. But for example, uh, Forrest Gump won Best Picture, right, mm-hmm. in right. 1994. Right, it was also number two in the box office. In right. 1994, and so that there's that question where it's like, like I that that whole thing where people are like Spider-Man should get nominated, I I sort of supported it because why the fuck not? But honestly, it shouldn't. Like it, it it actually shouldn't. It's not a movie that that should be best picture. It's not you know like it's it's a work of, it was well done, but it's just a fucking it's a commercial work. You know, it's a it's a it's a corporate made movie uh that was just made very well and there's so much more meaningful movies out there that should you know be nominated for this i guess what i'm saying is that is it just that the oscars don't matter now because movies that like we used to make that used to make a lot of money were worthy of oscars no Uh, i I don't even know if i I, could call them worthy of oscars but you know i mean where it's like there was a time where like the number one movie in America would be stuff like Aaron Brockovich, where it was like adult movies that weren't just superhero movies. I mean, that tw- were actually years ago. like human stories. Yeah. 20 years ago. I mean, yeah. It, or, yeah. or longer. Like I think, you know, Forrest Gump is one of those like, yeah, Forrest Gump was like a phenomenon that was uh, bucking the trend. It's sort of like Titanic was bucking the trend, but the trend right. has been since the six late sixties that, uh, you know, dramas, a thing that used people used to go to theaters to see, have given way to blockbuster films uh, in terms of box office revenue, and that's what people want to see. And the industry wants to keep making dramas. Uh, and I get why, as a filmmaker, I would rather make a drama than a blockbuster film. So I understand yeah. that. But and people also, don't there see are block- it is, it, yeah, it is there, what it is. You know, there are blockbusters that can win. Oscars, Mad Max, The Return of the King. Yeah, Um, it's just that we've gotten to such a. I just think the blockbuster system, even the the movies that I like, are still like, yeah, they're trying to make these global market turned out uh, uh, movies that I wouldn't call artless, but I get why they wouldn't be nominated compared to some other movies that are out there. Here's here's what I think. I I think um, I think. Uh, blockbusters in the last 10 years, last 15 years. Uh, honestly, they've been going this direction since PG-13 was invented, but they're start- they, yeah, they've, that's a good point. 
like in recent years, definitely within the last 10, certainly within the last five, they all are the same pretty much. Like they all, they're looking more and more similar than they did 20 years ago. Right. Uh, so that, I think that's a problem. And then also live TV just isn't, people don't watch appointment TV anymore, really. Like it's, they do, but like, uh, younger people really don't oh um, yeah we're 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 been we've been in like a a culture of self-curated viewing for so so long now that it's like you're not you're just not gonna get the audience that you used to get for a show like oh, this for sure and for sure that but i do think the, the viewership is just going to continue to get smaller and also yeah. we we live but, it they've never really sort of adjusted for the idea that most people have moved they're like long form story watching habits to television. Like television, yeah. to, television basically is doing what movies used to do 30 years ago. In terms yeah, of consumption. I do. Mm-hmm. I do think it's two different things. Cause you're right. Is that all live broadcasting and award shows are probably all dipping in ratings for this reason. Um, except but the for the Oscars NFL, especially. the NFL, except, I think had its like biggest year. Yes. Yeah. Right, yes. right, right. That makes do. sense. Yeah. But I do think like, I, I want, I want someone to graph out um, the highest grossing films and the relation between those and the films that were nominated and that we're probably going to see a separation happen, right? Where like at a certain point in like the early 2000s that that those lines separate where the the big blockbusters have stopped because you look at something like Return of the King and you're like, or the Lord of the Rings, where it's like, that really feels like a fucking work of art. Whereas, like, it, you just, like you said, blockbusters are all kind of samey now and they just feel more like they're churned out. Um, there are some that are very good, but like, they're all tied to these bigger franchises, so they can't, like, stand alone, that's really. A, that's a big issue for that, yeah, for and that so, format. Yeah. They're like, yeah, like you can't really pick one movie and be like, oh, yeah, that should win Best Picture because it shouldn't because it's like, well, it's like Spider-Man 3. Like you can't just sit down and watch that. You mean a blockbuster. You can't pick a blockbuster. Right. I mean, so just just very briefly. And so I do think it's the two things. Sorry. I, I just I do think our popular films used to also be films that could win awards and i don't think that's the case anymore definitely uh i mean return of the king the example you keep using is a blockbuster film yeah like it, it, it's it, that's what it is and also it's like yeah. 20 years ago you know uh, i know i know i'm saying that dave's saying they the, used to they used to dovetail and they don't anymore yeah right blockbuster I, films used to actually be stuff like titanic or gladiator those used to be blockbusters that were also made by like directors that we were like, oh, we know who this person is. They're making their own thing. It's like an epic. Whereas now it's like, you know, it's it's they're they're the movies are there's less branded by their corporate branding now. It's a Marvel film. It's a Jurassic Park film. It's a Star Wars film. It's not really like it's part of these giant franchises. Not one single one really stands out, even when they're really good. Like even when you look at something like. I don't know, Rogue One, which I didn't particularly like, but there was definitely like intent behind that. And there was a person who was trying to make a good film that was emotional. They just don't stand out anymore for like the Academy because it's all just part of that noise. Well, so, okay. Uh, So 
yes, you're right. Those movies don't ex- they don't exist at the same level that they did. They still happen once in a while, like yeah, Gravity, sure. like Gravity or Blade Runner yeah, 2049 or, or, or Inception, Max Fury Road or Inception. Although I would say Blade Runner didn't make any money, did it? No. The new one, but no. it yeah, no, it didn't. But Dune so it, is so, this year's version, right, I would right. say. So if we're talking about do they make the same money, the answer is no. But so I'm trying to get back to like what is the role of the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. And sure, I think right. that makes the Oscars more essential. Uh, but not essential for the reasons they were essential before. They used yeah. to be essential for people to celebrate basically American culture. Like, that's what they used to be. And they're not that anymore because they've been exclusive for a very long time, which is an issue that we talk about every year. Yep. And because uh, they don't celebrate movies we're actually watching. So, like, they literally right. aren't about our culture anymore, but... They are essential as a way for people to become aware of a, a whole sect of movies that they wouldn't know about or see and will actually like. You know what I mean? Like they're oh, they're yeah. more essential for like an RSS feed now than but they I are as a broadcast. Think, yeah, I mm-hmm. don't think they're doing that at, though because I don't think people are watching these movies, and that's the problem. Well, I think I mean like, I think some people are watching them. Like I, you have to argue it from. Is it improve? Is it increasing the number of views that the movie's getting? And the answer's got to be yes to that. Sure. Right? Like yeah. The number of people that watched Jojo the Rabbit or whatever two years ago. Jojo Rabbit. It was Jojo Rabbit. Excuse me. Jojo Rabbit two years ago. It has to be much higher than the number that would have watched it had it not been up for Best Picture. For sure. Right. I mean, so I, that's the problem. Yeah. Is like the argument still works, but I think that it this trend leads us to inevitably saying like, okay, so let's stop talking. Let's stop doing the Oscars as a live event and start doing it like an AFI list that gets, yeah. that gets published. Like and the maybe, best of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Like, let's do like a really interesting critical talk about uh, like even a reality TV show. That's yeah. version is better than what they're doing. Right. I, now. I mm-hmm. agree with that completely because again going back to like this deviation it's that that is what speaks to why people like i think part of why people aren't watching them anymore because like they just don't have their finger on the pulse i would argue they also don't even have their finger on the pulse of film nerds because like i i can't stress enough the green knight should be somewhere in the oscars this year like it just should be uh cinematography like uh, production design, uh, uh, production adapted screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so there's so many things, and yeah, so it cinematography feels like especially that's a real crime. If it's yeah, and so it really feels like they've just sort of they're just old and out of touch they, too. They've always had um, recency problems too. Like that's why studios yeah. release their Oscar movies like in November, December, so the right. Academy remembers them. Right. It's the Green Book thing. Yeah. It's just like it, there's there's it's. It's that there's like that is in my head what the actual problem is, it's, which well, is that it's the, like you, for like the film nerd side where I'm like, well, you're not even doing that right. Like you're not even picking like the right movies to boost, right? Because you, uh, you all want the time the, you want the Oscars to be written uh, to be selected by the same kind of people that select like a baseball Hall of Fame 
or you know like uh the right. N- the NFL MVP right which is like okay so maybe we get some hollywood professionals so that it feels like insider but the truth is you want people who write for the hollywood reporter and for the AV club and stuff to be selecting just, these I, categories and I, that's just me i'm saying no, i just no, want to do it. it yeah sure and i'd like you to do it i'm just saying like that's where that argument goes right it's like hey it's the wrong right. people picking the awards yeah you know it needs to be it needs to be like the baseball hall of fame and the problem becomes in my mind, because I know how the Baseball Hall of Fame works enough, it, that then the list starts to no longer represent the movies that are getting made. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it starts to represent, like, what people want. Like, the it becomes like a pitchfork best album of the year conversation. I think that's already like, the problem, right? Because you get you only you become a member of the Academy when you get nominated. So it's like after however many decades of sort of the same kinds of movies getting nominated and the same people getting nominated... It reinforces itself. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's assuming yeah, it's, that it's, those people only make the kind of movie that they made to get nominated, which is not always right. true. And I, we, I'm not saying the Academy doesn't have these problems. They do. I'm just saying, like, no matter what group of people you pick, it's a yeah. set of biases. And the question becomes, do you want this award to be a real legitimate industry award? Or do you want it to be a showcase curated for your specific tastes? Right. And again, I think they need to ask themselves that question because you're right is I think ultimately if they made it like an AFI list, um, it would just be more tolerable. And also, I think it would be putting them on the level that they deserve, which is like they're just it's the Oscars. They not they don't they're not they're not deciding the best movie. Really, this is a trade award. And if they just put it out like so here's what that was, by the way, you'd read it and be like, oh, okay. Like, oh, I should check some of these out. Right. Honestly, but, it's it's the same as like Applebee's getting franchise of the year. Like that's what it is. It's yeah. an industry award. <laughs> right. And it's like it doesn't speak to necessarily the it is a bubble. Good for Applebee's. And it's like yeah. and so that's kind of what my my feelings on it is like pick one. That's it. Yeah, I pick get one. you. I get you. So can I comment on this specific mistake they're making? Yeah. Uh Okay, so let me, as a person who makes movies, every category they cut is stupid to cut. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's I, an insult. I get that they don't, I get that they don't appeal to Joe America who doesn't care about how movies are made. Right. Uh, that, if they don't care how movies are made, they, we shouldn't, the Oscars shouldn't be a thing that they consume. Yeah. Well, some of these original you know, score, are you fucking kidding me? Right. You know, like it's like, it's what the pro- fuck? Production, production design? design? Editing? Yeah. You know, sound? These are, it was crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy list. Like, th- think about a movie like The Shining and think about like, well, look at that hotel. Look at those rooms. Guess whose job that was? You know, like that uh, Kubrick wasn't going around personally doing that shit. Like, I feel like it's insulting and it's also like misunderstanding, like putting too much emphasis on other awards oh yeah that's that's Um, that's definitely a a, you see it with the whole snyder bro discussion where there's a subset of of film fan who is becoming increasingly convinced that the director is responsible for everything yeah exactly and it's like you know direct there's varying degrees adam you'd probably definitely know this better than me yeah and but like yeah, where it's like, but these this is definitely a group of people who are very good at what they do, 
gathering together to do this stuff. It's a complete uh, it's it's a complete disrespect to the way that films are made. Like yeah. I have what I think is a somewhat spicy take. How about we don't do jokes and montages and uh, hosts? And just do the awards. Yeah. Like, that's called, you know what I mean? Like, that well, no, could that, really cut moving. this down. Keep it, like, again, keep it moving. Yeah. It's, for me, it's, again, it's the pick one. And considering that they're cutting these, that's why I'm like, ah, just fucking nominate but, Spider-Man. But then. they're going to have like, three fucking, like, in, just, like, three fucking comedy segments or whatever that could have been yeah. these awards. And it's like, nah, I, I, those comedy segments are not essential to me. I won't remember right. them the next day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so just... Also, uh, everyone always hates the Oscars host. Like uh, the following day, yeah. there's always like a billion editorials about how crappy the Oscars host right. was. Does the it, only host that I ever who they put up there doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, the only one that I loved was Chris Rock. Yeah, just because he pissed, he pissed off. everyone off and they never asked yeah. him to do it again. <laughs> he was beautiful. He right, was great. beautiful. He's man. an anti-host. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, like of course he's, he's, he's Chris Rock. You hire right. him, he's gonna be Chris Rock. He, right. made, he, he pissed off Sean Penn. <laughs> and it was like, and Tim Robbins. And yeah. Tim Robbins. Yeah, and Tim Robbins. And it's like, that's wonderful. Those guys take themselves way too yeah, seriously. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> yeah, Sean Penn was Sean really Penn. insufferable about it. Yeah, yeah, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, man, I, I, what I'm a prick. all for... That just tells me that, yeah, we don't need hosts. And we don't need these comedy yeah. segments. And we don't need... Uh, we don't need to, like... One or the other. Lubricate this process more. It's like, just, you know... Hand out the awards. Speaking or the other. of lubricating the process, let's move on. Mm. Okay. Mm. To, um, this isn't movie news, but there wasn't much news. The No Call of Duty next year. Yeah. And like, it was very funny to me this that everybody year, was actually. like, oh my. Oh, okay. Everybody was like, oh my God. And my thought was like, wait, you've been putting them out every year? Yeah, for what like 10 fuck? years. For, yeah, no, longer than that. Longer than that. 15, 16 years. A really long time. Yeah. yeah. And what a nightmare. It's not this year, by the way. It's 2023. This oh, news okay. is for next year, not this okay. year. Yeah, that's what I said, next Which year. Which is stupid. Okay. That was my <laughs> mistake. I thought, I thought yeah. Uh, yeah, my mistake. No, it's the, all good. The sub-headline um, was 2023 will be the first without a mainline release in two decades. So maybe we should have more of that, right? Like, oh, that's my... Yeah. I mean, that's always Here's the thing. That's always the death of these. That's the same thing happened to like the Tony Hawk games. The same thing. It, it's happened to a couple of different franchises where it's it it you know it's just this. They're all all these game publishers are like like most major companies are driven by what their quarters are, and so like they want to release this this yeah. huge blockbuster game once a year so they can make a huge amount of money in that quarter every single year. You know, it's the same. Right. It's, it's the same reason that... you're talking about making more Harry Potters or making more Disney movies, and it ends you're up right. destroying what the game is. Right, because Call of Duty is like FIFA now, right? Where it just feels like every single one. It I'm like, oh, this is sucks. Yeah, it's like they're just getting they're so samey. Uh, yeah. They barely are doing campaign stuff. They're churning them out. It's like maybe if you skipped a year. People would sit with the whatever the current one is and realize it sucks, and I, maybe they would be pushed to make better better ones. That's the that is what provoked this. Is the current one Vanguard is not doing well. It's because it's good, not, or at it's least it's not good. It's, it's not, not a good, good game. It's not good. Uh, I had I had a solid <laughs> week playing it. Yeah, it's, I, I have fun it. every t- every time. Like once every six months, when we we all hop on together as buds and. Right. Do a couple hours of multiplayer. That's fun. But then I literally do not touch the game except for those times. Yeah. Especially when we getting... 
call down all those strikes when we call down those yeah. strikes forever <laughs> just, forever I mean, strikes. this is gonna sound silly yeah. but i am i have gotten like too good at it like i don't care about the grind anymore right where it's like i don't know what am i gonna like it's also because they make them so frequent that it feels like when i sit down and i'm like oh i'm gonna grind i'm gonna get a golden tomahawk and then a new game comes out, and it's right. like no so one's playing it anymore. Right. So it's like, so okay, well. They're cannibalizing their own player base every year, too, which is another yeah. problem. I think they're. I, and it's, yeah. yeah. I don't think that anybody, I don't think anybody at Activision has asked in a serious way in a very long time, what else could we do with this franchise? Yeah. Like they're not oh, even. No, they're, they're not they're asking. They're on autopilot. Yeah. I mean, like, so. We're making fun of him for this, but like, if you could make a game franchise that was Madden and sold at this level, that is the best you can do in video games. Yeah, yeah they're like, just call, printing money. Call of Duty is literally the most successful a video game can be as a franchise. As an individual game, absolutely not, which is what we care about as consumers. But as right. a business, it's like, mm-hmm. dude, this thing's this thing's been yeah one of the greatest success stories of all time. Now the question is. Do they want to do anything else? You know, well, that, Assass- yeah, that's the question. Are Ass- they going to ride this into oblivion? Assassin's you know? Creed, to its credit, even though I don't like it, decided they asked the question, wait a minute, could it be something else? And they went for something else. So, like, yes, I'm intrigued by what Activision decides. What else could Call of Duty be if it does that? You right. Know? No, I agree with that. Obviously, my opinion is that they went the wrong way with what assassin's Assassin's creed Creed. could be right but you are right that that is a smart thing to do i would say assassin's creed it's a here's the thing is i honestly think call of duty doesn't have to change what it is they just have to give a shit like they it's more of like make a campaign that matters sit down with writers and say let's actually think of a story um, maybe we can make a franchise. Maybe we can keep continuing the story in the new games. Maybe we could make characters that people like and know the names of. You I know what I mean? They've done some um, of that. Like I think the Modern Warfare series, and to a degree, although I don't care for them, I know gamers do. The Black Ops series has been right. Has been that. I think they actually need to take a step back and think even bigger than that. Like I think they yeah. need to be like, this is the format we've been doing for a very long time. Is there more different that we could be doing? Yeah, you're probably you know? right because well, they them more than any other franchise because the last campaign was like it was like baby's first game. It was like we're gonna hold your hand through these cinematics basically horrible. that you play. Yeah, it was one of the worst campaigns I've played in a while, and it's like so. I guess I I guess what I'm saying is like it also just feels like they've they're in like a loveless marriage, you know, and they're going through the motions and it's like, man, okay. So you've lost your passion for this. So you're right. What they have to do is do something else. Even, even John Madden football or FIFA every few years is obligated by pure social pressure to rethink what other things they could offer the gamer. Like in Madden, right. in Madden football, that's led to like franchise mode and like a a, a narrative version of football right. where you play your way into the NFL and like stuff mm, like yeah. that. That's cool. Because for you a know? while there, it was literally just each year they would just update the roster, yeah, and release a completely new game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everybody would have to buy, and it's just the same shit. And you know, consumers are only 
gonna put up with that for such a long time, like for a certain amount of time. Right. And uh, this is Call of Duty has explored a lot of different eras and ideas, uh, but it has not challenged itself for a pretty long time. I hope they do. I yeah. think this is this is good news, and I do think. I, I've been fucking whining about this for a while, and I've noticed the internet has too. I think overall people are fucking fed up with AAA games lately. And everybody, I've been seeing like on the internet people having these moments of like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what? Like, this is terrible. So I'm hoping these series will have to kind of earn their keep again instead of just like. You know, like I'm, I'm glad the new Call of Duty people were like, nope, unacceptable. S- certainly, Do it again. Certainly, they've been more upset with the constant iteration AAA franchises. But again, things like Horizon Forbidden West and God of War and uh, whatever Breath of the Wild Two is, and well, uh, all those games are AAA games. Elden Ring, that's a AAA game. Those games are all getting s- screaming acclaim. Or hype. Well, I, so, I you would know. argue, yeah, I would argue because those games tend to still have stories. Like, like Battlefield is also getting a lot of shit, right? And I think any game yep. that's just like, it's also we're not broken. really, yes. And so it's like, it's you can forgive a game a little more when it's, uh, when it has like some sort of heart to it, I would say. Um Whereas Call of Duty, it's like it's ha- hasn't had heart in fucking one hundred percent. I don't think people decades. are fatigued by AAA. I think if anything, the appetite for AAA games is higher than it's ever been, uh, mm-hmm. particularly after the pandemic. The problem is that they also don't want bullshit, and a lot of AAA games have been bullshit. Yeah, that's what you I mean. Know? Is I think lately it's been really bad. Yeah, and people are kind of like, okay, fuck this. For you sure. know, like pre-ordering, I think. Yeah, that's pre-ordering. Probably yeah. We, need down. To, we need to stop pre-ordering, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's for no sure. fucking there's point no reason it, to do it. There's no reason to do it. With digital games, and people are realizing that. Yeah. After they've been burnt on multiple games, people are like, stop pre-ordering. Like, it's, they're using us. Like, they're just, they're taking advantage of people. These, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, so they're also I taking just, advantage of their employees, too. Yeah, so, like, I, keep yeah. Com- I keep coming back to Cyberpunk 2077, which made half a billion dollars before it even released. And when it released, more than half of its player base could not play the game. I'm so right. glad you brought work. that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. theft. Because it is theft. Uh, that game rules now, by the way. Uh, I don't know if any it of you may, are playing it. It may. It I'm never picking it back up again because I put That's it down fine. a year ago. and I'm never coming <laughs> back to it. Let me tell the rest of you, it fucking rules now. Uh, that doesn't make it okay what they did, but it's a great fucking game. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what we can learn from that other than, you're right, don't pre-order. It should have. Uh, they should have given it another year instead of yeah, I mean, working it's like its employees else. to death it's like and putting else. a game Amazing. out. Yeah. Imagine if you went to see the new Spider-Man and they're like, so we have half the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the first you know, act it's, and it's real yeah. nice. <laughs> You're like, fuck Yeah, you. it's just that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, this we would is not, so... We would not accept it in any other medium and yeah. than we do with video games. Anyway. <laughs> we, but, you know, we have just a fever pitch of passion and need for video games as consumers. Like, there's no yeah. other group of people... There's no other, like, group of people more demanding of the product than gamers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I actually I don't know why I feel like I'm defending Cyberpunk and I shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. The point is yeah. that if 
go out and buy Cyberpunk, and if you don't like it, Adam will give you your money back. Yep. Yeah, the point is that that is true in some multiverse. That's happening in some <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing it. Making uh, it rain I, cyberpunk bucks on Dave as he's doing yeah. his spins on his cardboard. <laughs> and I have the Kenneth Branagh hair in that multiverse. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's move think on. from our patrons. Yeah. God, we just can't make a short episode. Uh, big thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Mm. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist. How? They get a Vincent. Ah. Mm. They get a Rev MD. Mm. They get a Lauren Gucci. Mm-hmm. They get a Bootler Bootleson. Mm. They get a Tux. Tux. Th- Tux. <laughs> they get a Ricky Cilantro. Mm. They get a Norm from Cheers. Mm. They get a Space McNulty. Thank mm. you. Uh, let me swoop in here. Thank you to your mom. Thank, Thank you to Nolan Maton. <laughs> Thank you to Andrew Falmarina on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Brain McGuire. Thank, Thank you to AJ. Thank, thank you. you to Tip Drizzle. Oh, thank thank you. you to Burrito Mouth. Yeah. Mm. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank, thank you. you to Christopher Robert Sparks, Esquire. Mm. Thank, thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick, Chill. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. God, Pie God bless guy. Funky J. Just like stick, <laughs> yeah. sticking with it. You know, sticking like with it. You know what? Adapter. Love it. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't <laughs> fuck with it when it works, Funky. Nope, J. exactly. It. It's it's as funky as it needs to be. <laughs> Dave, mm. Dave, why don't you mm. why don't you do the world a favor? Do the world a favor. Uh, pause your breakdance training uh, for just a, <laughs> just a few more minutes, uh, and let me know if you have a movie that deserves more hype. You you got it. Let me check. Checking. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh. I have a movie that deserves more hype. Mm. This is a movie called. Perfect. <laughs> this is a movie called Outsiders. It is coming out on VOD March 11th. Uh, it was originally called No Running. Um, it. it I've, I've had a few more hypes that I'm sort of like holding on to. I don't know why this popped out to me. Well, actually, I do know why. Because it's about aliens. There's aliens in it. It's about a high schooler who moves into this town and he realizes he's like the only, like, his family, I guess, is like the only black people in the town. Yeah. Um, or not not the only, but there's just, you know, there's not many black people in this town. It looks like his, it in the trailer, but yeah. Yeah. He has this, like, crush on this girl. I think they they go off during a party and she gets just classic alien abduction, like X-Files shit. Like like fire in the sky, which um, which wasn't entirely clear in the trailer. It wasn't, but yeah. there's just like a big old light that comes down. Yeah, that I saw. And uh, yeah. yeah, and like you know, you sort of when you tell people that this person the were hanging out with by the lake was abducted by aliens, they kind of assume you killed them, and that's what happens here. He's sort of on the run in this town that's starts uncovering like a like some sort of mystery in the town around the aliens um i like the creepiness of the aliens in this because uh, we at least in the trailer you don't really see it much mm-hmm. and i like that um i have a feeling from the trailer it's going to tackle racism yeah more than aliens i thought that's um, what they were marketing i thought they yeah. were literally marketing yeah. it toward that yeah i'm wondering if the marketing was more pushing it than the movie but we'll see 
Um, it just looks, I don't know, it looks kind of compelling. It's new filmmakers. Um, you know, we don't get alien stuff very often, especially like horror alien stuff. Um, and so, I don't know, it looks interesting to me. What do you guys think? Um, I was into this. Yeah, I I like aliens and horror movies. Um, I think this is an interesting way uh, to address this issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just... The issue being racial persecution? Yes. Right. Yeah. And sort of like small town suspicion, prejudice, and how it like you can't catch a fucking break in that situation. There's like nowhere you can turn in a situation like that. Yeah. The original title, No Running, implies that more. Yes. Which is like you can't run, then you look more suspicious. And it's like, but even if you're scared, it's also I guess you can't run. No, no running is also like uh, a sort of voluntarily enforced rule that that tends to only get enforced when it's somebody you don't like. Right. You know right. What I mean? Of course. So like, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Pretty good title, but I, yeah, but outsiders is more to the point. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, it's a it's a better title. Neither of them are like, wow, what a great title. But mm-hmm. no, outs- yeah. outsiders is better. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it still it I, conveys the same point too. I do appreciate that filmmakers are finding new ways to use aliens in fiction. Yeah, uh, I think I think aliens being a mirror about our racism, not about racism by being like a different race, but like mm. being a way to expose our racism be- to each other is interesting. You know, like, sort yeah, of, like and that, by the way, is what the reviews suggested happens. Uh, right. So that is, I think that's kind of interesting. And it, it brings us back to that first uh, project that you brought up today, uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is also uh, a way of using aliens to talk about uh, some of our ills, If I unless my, my brain just been blank. No. Yeah, it right. doesn't. It doesn't seem to be dealing. Uh, the man who fell to Earth doesn't seem to be dealing with race as much, but for sure, there's like societal. Oh, it's, it, well, it, like our like the fact that our Earth is dying. That's what I was. That's yeah, where the connection yeah. in my brain was. Yeah. So like that's like a a, a new fun frontier to use aliens uh, to talk about, and I like that. Uh, obviously, I like the subject matter of this uh, movie, and I kind of just like the casting and the way it's shot and stuff. Yeah, it looks yeah. good, you know. Yeah, well, it lo- yeah, it that's looks, the other thing. It just it looks kind of yeah, it looks like it a looks, good thriller. Yeah, it looks unencumbered by a studio film. Like it didn't look like a studio film, but it still looked professional. Mm-hmm. Uh which is I think one of my favorite things about indie films. Like, oh, they that doesn't look like a studio made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. And this has that vibe to me and I appreciate there, it. Yeah, there's like a more dynamic life to it. Yes. It doesn't yeah. all have to. It's like you know, with the big studio movies, like well, it all has to look uniform. You know, it's like the Target. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I can't think of the word, but you know, every Target has to look the same, regardless of whether you're in Duluth or or right. Georgia. Yeah. Right. I mean, also indie films just take bigger risks on what they want the look to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, films like studio films rarely take huge risks uh for like like on a lookbook level like on the this is what the film's aesthetic is going to be they they don't right. often take big risks this film didn't take a huge risk but it's taking some and i'm like yeah 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 i'm into that you know 
I'm into that. It doesn't have to all look, you know, saturated and well lit and rounded and sort of like it could be, uh, you know, and perfectly composed. Like it's a little bit raw than that, and I'm into it. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a uh, it's a good time for indie, like in general, because like it's cheap. Like the cameras are good, you know. Like it's easier to get a good camera for cheap. Uh, it it feels like it's I don't know. It feels like it's never been better to make a low budget movie, and it'll probably continue to get better, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very excited about this one. Well, all right. That movie. Yeah. What was what's the movie called? Outsiders. Check Outsiders. it out. Outsiders. I'm gonna watch it. Check it out. Yeah. Watch Outsiders. that trailer, and folks, that is a sewed. We've done it. Woo! Adam, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. Always happy to be here. What in God's name do you want to tell people? Well, uh, I'm actually at a point where I can't say everything, Uh, but Mm. I just want you to know that patreon.com forward slash small beans is a place you can find stuff I do. Uh, Stuff like the one-upsmanship podcast with Swaim, and uh, I'll show you mine if you show me yours with Maggie Mae Fish and Director Peace Theater with Abe and... Uh, that's all that that's all this old bear can share today. But uh, mm, right. I'm pleased by it all. Oh, also you can watch me stream all the games I talk about on One Upsmanship. I stream all the time on Twitch at yeah. the Real Gans, and you can follow me on Twitter. But it's a real waste of your time. He's a real streamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's real powerful, I, powerful liter- stream. <laughs> literally, the only thing I post on Twitter is my Wordle scores for Dave. It's literally the only yeah. thing I post. So, I haven't seen you do that in days either. So that's because it's kind of dumb, but like, you know, watch me in like 2023. I'll bring it back. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not, okay, I haven't done it since yeah. you stopped posting your scores. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's like, Cause why I can't, I can't engage with the bit now. So yeah, like yeah. I, have, I have no desire to play outside of the bit. Well, they're also starting to put words up there that are smarmy ass words that are, you know, like uh, they're getting real slick. Real New with York it. Times yes, words. They're doing that. They're New York Timesing it in the worst way. I wordle. I wordle every morning when I have a poop. Oh yeah, it's hey, my poop game. Hey Dave, yeah. why don't you tell them something about our Patreon instead? Sure. Uh well, so every morning I get up and I got a poop, so I do that and I wordle, and uh, if people are interested, they can go on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You go on there, there's exclusive podcasts there, like uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, mm. and Fox Mulder's a Maniac, mm. and Star Trek The Nick's Futurama, and Spielboys for five mm, Spielboys. dollars. Fucking love Spielboys. Ah, yeah. oh, thank best you. Theme, best theme. <laughs> well, God. it's tied with the one night hundred hot dog theme. That's true. Uh, it's a, yeah. a strong theme. Um, but yeah, that's all for $5 a month. If you want to pay a little more, $10 a month. We watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Uh, we will watch, for example, Moonfall as soon as it comes out. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll be there for that. Definitely, yeah, that's happening. Yeah. I um, will be but, there yeah. for that. All right. Know, so check all that out. We also have a store. Head over to GameForTheUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get our t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Check that out. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. We're done. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.
Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.